1: And before I uh, bring back in my guest, Anzema Bain has actually joined me uh, here in the studio. I want to give some programming notes for Channel 12. Uh, Tonight, the PBS News Hour at 7 p.m. That'll take us to 8 p.m. Then uh, Point of View, POV, from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Follow along as Rember Uharakani discovers why the stories of his ancestors cannot be forgotten. Okay, Rember Yuharakani. Yuhu Connie, Ar- 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 right? Yuhu Arkani discovers why the stories of his ancestors cannot be forgotten. Then at 9 p.m., Little Bird, right? Follow Bez Hig. Little Bird as she searches for the family she lost. That's from 9 to 10. And then Little Bird, again, another edition of Little Bird. Uh, Wana of Kupi, right? Wana Ispiaus Kupi. Uh, go behind the scenes of Little Bird and the movement for indigenous narrative sovereignty. And then I'm important company takes us, uh, that's an hour and a half, that second edition of Little Bird, from 10 to 11.30, and then i my company takes us from uh, 11.30 up until uh, midnight. So the PBS News Hour at 7, POV at 8, two editions of Little Bird beginning at 9 to 10 o'clock and then 10 to 11.30, and then i important company uh, takes us up uh, to midnight. Zenobin, good to see you, man.
2: Good to see you.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm talking uh, with Miss um, uh, Shanine Mitchell. Good morning again, Miss Mitchell. How are you?
2: I think she's coming on at nine thirty. Well she's that. actually on already. Is she
1: on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Miss Mitchell, you there? Yes. Good morning.
3: Oh, uh, good morning. Good
1: morning, good morning. Uh well um say good morning to your co walker, Zeno <laughs> Good morning, Zeno. <gentlemen.
3: laughs>
1: uh well you know, uh uh I'll talk about that when I come back and of course Terry Wesley. Uh originally from Brooklyn, but uh now in uh you in Jersey now, sir? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Good. Hey Zeno, how you doing? Doing well. Good morning, Zeno. Terry. Zeno, morning. Te- tell Miss, tell Miss, uh, tell Miss Mitchell and Mister Wesley that in in the Virgin Islands, uh, everybody else, good morning and good afternoon, to everybody. Unlike when you go to the stage, you could just walk past people and it's alright. Right, exactly. <laughs> and Terry knows. He knows. <laughs> Okay, that's good. Zena, how you been, man? I think Shanina's learned, yeah, right? Yeah, She's she been yeah, here yeah, a few yeah, times Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Good to see doing you, Doing well, doing well. Thank All you for well. having me back. No, Australia. and, and I'm going to always brag about the fact that you you's one of we. You know good what I'm saying? Good Hope School, right? Good Hope School. Good, uh, good Hope Falcon. Concordia. 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 That's what we're talking about. Everything well? Everything's, yeah, everything's okay, well. Okay, good. So we were talking uh, about Brunsfield, Field. While the engineer uh, uh, perfects your situation, Thank uh, you. Uh, M- Miss Miss Mitchell, where you went to school at?
3: Oh, I went to school at Rutgers University in New Brunswick, Cook oh. College. Right. Uh, I got my degree in international environmental studies and I have a minor in political science because, you know, as West Indian parents always want you to become a doctor or a lawyer. So I started off in biology and then ended up in environmental science. And I currently have a master's Um in environmental management from Montclair State University, and finally, I'm working on my PhD, hoping to wrap that up by next year from Montclair State University as well.
1: Congratulations on all your achievements! Much appreciated. You, you were here in the studio before with us. No, you've never been here before. No, this is my first time. Do no. you know one of your colleagues who was here with us? That was not Natalie, and she got roots in Trinidad. That's right. You're right, Miss Mitchell, you got roots in the islands as well.
3: Yes, uh, my parents are from Guyana.
1: That's why I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. We- West Indies cricket. <laughs> that's what i was talking about. Mr. Wesley, where you went to school at?
4: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, so um, in Brooklyn, I went to Brooklyn Tech High School, boom, boom. And um, then I went on to the City College of New York, okay. which the city university. Mm-hmm. Um, I took up chemical engineering, so that's my degree. Um, and right out of out of um, college, after to get my degree, I came right to EPA. I've been here for a wonderful thirty-five years and loving
1: wow. every minute of it. Wow! And and for, and if you don't know, like 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 Biggie Smiles, and say, right? If you don't know, now you know. A, a lot of hey, a, a lot of Virgin Islanders went to City College back in the yeah. day. We, mm-hmm. we, we had we had a major migration of Virgin Islanders uh, beginning in the late eight, like eighteen nineties up until like nineteen sixty, and a lot of Virgin Islanders. Who went to, who, who moved, uh, who had migrated, uh, to New York City City College. That's what it was. Now it's City University, but City College. Exactly. What, My sister what? went there yeah. as well. Yeah, you yep. see, that's it. But see, Z- 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 Thank you, Zeno. Thank you Thank for you validating. Yeah. Thank you for validating <laughs> what I'm saying, Zeno. Because I know that for a fact. A lot of people right. think that's good. And Zeno, you, you, went know, you know to Ivy League, you went to Ivy League school, right? I went to MIT. MIT. Oh, went to MIT. Okay. MIT. Wow. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Zeno. Watch out. Wow. Zeno. Zeno just knocked us with the overhand right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to, to, let us, to, to let us, know. At Rutgers and City University and University of Miami, like myself, know your place and stay there. You know what I'm saying? So it's so, so good. Uh, Zeno, what was it like transitioning from island boy to go to MIT? That was the first time I
2: experienced snow. Got
1: sick the first weekend. Seriously?
2: Seriously. Any Visiting
1: f- the college. I was
2: you know, had a fever the first weekend. Wow. A light light uh, jean jacket. And, uh, that's the problem. You weren't,
1: <laughs> you weren't you weren't properly protected, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. I didn't know what <laughs> I was <laughs> walking into. You're, you weren't environmentally protected. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. So 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 we're good. But Zeno, uh, first of all, glad to have you and uh your your people here. You know I just yield to you. Talk to the public about the importance of protecting our environment, regardless of where you live at that particular point. I was speaking with my with my boss, and uh, she was in another part of the world, and she sat right where you sat and said, Neville, I look up and I see in smog. She was, I believe, in uh, Indonesia or somewhere over there. And she said, they don't really have the kind of regulatory, you know, protections that we have over here uh, on this side of the world. So talk about how protecting our environment people tend to take that for granted, but it's really, really valuable for a number of reasons to include economies right. and all that stuff.
2: Well, and then I think the, the connection back to people is the public health piece. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. that's where you understand how it impacts you, not just whether it's aesthetically pleasing, right? Whether it's the ocean looks clean and, and you can see the fish mm-hmm. and, and snorkel and such, mm-hmm. but it's the impact to your health. Um, I think that's where it really you know, impacts you personally and any question if your family has have some health impact you know, where, where it comes from. Mm-hmm. What's the cause of this health impact? So a lot of that
1: ties back to the environmental regulations. <coughs> we are in Region 2, right? That's right. That includes New, Jer- New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and- or Puerto Rico? New York, New Jersey, and the Caribbean. And so and Pennsylvania is not in this region. That's region three. That's region three. Okay, good. How long you been with the EPA now? Twenty-one years. Wow. So thirty-five for Wesley. Miss Mitchell, how long are you with them? <laughs>
3: Twenty-five.
1: So this is this is <laughs> over seventy years of collective brilliance in and uh, uh, analysis this morning e- EPA Environmental Protection Agency brilliance. Uh, wow, the, 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 this is awesome. So, we focusing on Bronxfield today, or you want to talk so my, about
2: my My focus is a little bit different. Okay. Uh, my focus is announcing
1: the community meeting. That go, we go, have. go right ahead. Go right ahead. So, but you, but you, you're but comfortable with the Bronxfield talk, with the discussion we're yeah, going to have, right? Yeah, we're we, because, because we kind
2: of separating it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll introduce. No,
1: I'm going to yield to you and let but, you know we got to do something. Um, so, go right ahead. So, I have a yes. few other topics to. And, of course, run what thing, you're interested in. Run, run things, run things. Go right ahead, Bezzanovin. So
2: the main, main purpose is notifying the community of the Community Environmental Dialogue. Uh, we had, last time I was on your show, we had the June community meeting mm-hmm. with the regional administrator. So we have a follow-up to that meeting, again, with the regional administrator, Lisa Garcia. Um, and this time we also have Miss Gretchen Sierra Sorita. She's the White House Director for the Territory on inter- Intergovernmental Affairs. And this happens when? This is October 24th, Tuesday, October 24th, at the Rotary Club of St. Croix West. 10 And this is afternoon? And this t- is at 5.30 to 7.30 5.30 to 7.30.
1: Okay. And I imagine, as last time, we went on past mm-hmm. that time. Anything in St. Thomas? We're doing anything in, the, in, in the St. Thomas, St. John side? We're meeting
2: one? with the Territory and Agencies uh, the rest of the week. So this visit... Here, the leadership is here for the week mm-hmm. uh, most of the week but so in St. Croix we focused on the community meeting the
1: 23rd meeting. to the 27th that, 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 that Monday right but the,
2: the Wednesday and Thursday the leadership is over in St. Thomas there's the Coral Reef Task Force okay. event so, this, so, so, so the Virgin Islands this is our Virgin Islands the Virgin Islands week yeah, yeah okay and, good but in St. Croix the focus is the community meeting okay good they're coming in for that just for that afternoon mm-hmm. evening for the community meeting mm-hmm
1: um, <clears throat> the White House, you said, playing a part in this, so, so it's going to be a conjunctive thing with the EPA?
2: That's right. So the, the White House director, it's the first opportunity to visit and, and understand the issues mm-hmm. for the, that the community is grappling with. Um, so this is a follow-up, again, to our community meeting in
1: June. How that how meeting went?
2: It went well. The focus in that meeting, the community definitely wanted to speak about the refinery. The refinery. Yeah. Well, it was open to all topics, but the refinery uh, was the main topic discussed. It mm-hmm. took the entire two or three hours.
1: Will the refinery be a, a, a high-profile uh, topic in this dialogue on the 24th as well? Or we, we see we, this we, as we, the we,
2: community's meeting. We brought, meeting. In, we brought the com- in a scope. Yeah, this is the community's meeting. It's the community's agenda. We will, we will start off with an update on a few topics mm-hmm. and. And I can give you a few points on those, but we'll, we'll discuss give an update on the refinery cleanup. And we finished that cleanup process, and we've actually stopped the monitoring that we were doing with that cleanup process. So we can give an update on that. We followed up with an inspection, and we'll provide a final report mm-hmm. when that's available. Uh, we'll discuss the red-brown water issue, which I know you've yes. been discussing. Yes, yes. Uh,
1: Sargasm? This is di- a little di- different, much different. No, no. no. Sarcasm, no I'm asking uh, uh, is sargasm going to be a topic of discussion. As sargasm
2: as well? is, yeah, included in that this conversation. But I mm-hmm. think the red brown water issue—that's that's a big, that's a that's yeah, it's, primary issue, yeah, right? It's, the main focus, yeah. right? It's a bigger, mm-hmm. bigger issue. Um, the community asked for a meeting on cleanup programs, mm-hmm. like Superfund and brownfields. So you have brownfields team, yeah. And so it's timely; they're doing the the workshop, and we'll mm-hmm. follow. Their workshop with another community meeting in November focused on just cleaner programs. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to brownfields, superfund, ricra and we can also discuss the Bavoni fire. Any, I mean, thankfully the fire is no longer an issue, mm-hmm. but there may still be questions from the community.
1: <coughs> Good. Before I bring in bring back in uh, Mr. Wesley and Ms. Mitchell, uh, what about climate change and, and the impact that that it has? Um, uh, globally, hemispherically, regionally. I mean, we can't ignore that. And in particular here on Sinclair, we've been setting records with respect to the heat index. Um, I sp- we speak with the, the, um, the weather service on a regular basis. We've got a great relationship with them. And uh, yesterday, Carlos had sent from, he said, um, Sinclair has been setting records. Uh, is that something that EPA looks at as well? Or uh, because that's a God-running uh, things, you um, ain't really... Yeah, don't focus on that. No, know. that's definitely a priority okay, for the good. administration. That's, that's and right actually back. there's the,
2: um, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Inflation Reduction Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, And, and a lot of funding is available through that act. Actually, it's $41 billion across the nation mm-hmm. available. And a lot of our focus is on clean energy,
1: uh, Renewa- quality, re-
2: re- renewables. renewable energy yeah. mm-hmm. through that funding. Okay. So, in particular, we've been focusing with DPNR PNR on providing monitors. That's the initial request they made. Monitors, yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of other uh, funding options mm-hmm. through the Inflation Reduction Act, but the monitors uh, is the first conversation we've had because that's been an interest and a priority for the community as well. You know, related to all the industrial exposures, environmental exposures. Um, so they put in a needed assessment. Yeah, we've worked with them and continue to assist them in, in um, accessing funding for mm. this type of equipment. No, um, and they're seeking more advanced equipment now. So hopefully that's... We so, man, that. so monitors
1: is really a primary focus for Department of Planning and Natural Resources. That's one of the first things. To allow for us to have right. a better feel for what we're dealing with as respects to how the, as, with respect to how the environment is being impacted. Right.
2: But recently we also worked with the Department of Energy.
1: Yes. Our, our Kri- energy Kri- office. Kyle
2: Fleming. Right. Yeah. And they submitted a notice of intent and application for 215 million mm-hmm. to support solar uh, panels mm-hmm. for homeowners. 215 million dollars or so. No answer not
1: being. That's a lot of money. You know? That's a lot, right? So yeah. they may extend. I mean, that offering wrong. loans. We deserve, and lo- we, deserve, you know? we deserve it. I'm very looking right. at all my people, but but I want to make sure that uh, when we get that kind of commitment, financial commitment, that it's managed. Correctly and and it ultimately benefits the territory. That's right. what that's what we want to do. So good, you know. Let, let me bring back in um, um, Mr. Wesley and Miss Mitchell before we get to Brownfield. I want to ask you. I want you to to uh, to, <clears throat> to answer the question from this perspective, both of you. You come to the Virgin Islands. Um, you look around uh, with the naked eye. What's the first thing that 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 jumps out at you, Miss Mitchell? Um, given you know the the natural beauty that you see here and and what do you think from a needs perspective from a and you're looking at it externally you don't live here like we do uh what what jumps out of you um that that you think uh we could look at um to help make things better here
3: oh that's a really good question um as soon as i touched down in the virgin islands i I definitely see all of the beauty all of the potential and different ways that the island can protect themselves from any future natural disasters, like the the, the hurricanes that came and impacted the islands. I see potential in the communities, in the people, uh, in particular, um, as I mentioned, with the Brownsville job training work that I do, getting people gainfully employed to work um, and clean up their communities uh, by recruiting placing, training individuals that are in these communities into um, environmental careers through our grant program, which we're going to be talking about. But I see so much potential. I see so much uh, pride in individuals uh, in the USVI that want to do really good things. They want to protect their families. They want to protect their futures. So, uh, you know, I try to do that good work in every every time that I come down to the, the Virgin Islands.
1: Sorry, talk about Mr. Wesley, you are a city kid. You come down to the islands this is heaven on earth what jumps out at you
3: hmm. well, well I,
4: I will note as well that i do have roots um but more the southern western area of the caribbean oh. that's in the island of roatan in honduras okay um, okay so, so i have a little bit of that flair going on eating some mangoes when i can <laughs> um, <laughs> but i would say this um and i know she needs being too kind um she could talk a little bit about some of her history while she was working in the Virgin Islands. She was actually stationed there for a couple of months, doing some work there. But on my end, um, when I started EPA, one of the things I, I worked on was actually working on the, the wastewater treatment plant program yeah, in the man. Virgin Islands. That's I was a, there for yeah. about 10
0: years.
1: For re- for, hold hold up a second. Hold, say- hold, hold up a second. So, so yes. you, you are acutely aware of what we were dealing with. This was like 20 years ago, then. That's what you're talking about, right?
4: Man, let
1: me let wheel on your on Hold up a second. Hold up a second. We go into a break. Right, right. break. I don't okay. want you to start and interrupt you. We go into a break. Okay. We got we got Zeno uh, the homeboy. You know, that in the studio here with me this morning. We got Mister Terry Wesley and Miss Shanee <laughs> Mitchell. Uh, EPA is in the house. Brownfields is the primary focus, but uh, right now we're talking about you know. The naked eye needs and, and things that we see from this, from the specialists. You know, they, they, they got, they got eye for things that you and I probably can't see. So we're trying to extract what we can from them. Uh, we're gonna take a break, come back, uh, get Mr. Uh, Wesley to, uh, enlighten us some more, and then we'll talk Bronxfield in, in detail right after that. Be back right after this.
6: WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Anthony's Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Cultureman Silkat. Early bird tickets go on sale beginning Monday, October 16th through Tuesday, November 14th. Tickets will be available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at WTJX.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255 or 340-690-7293 don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of spectrum band sponsors for this event are vi lottery antilly school west indies company cardo wine and spirits first bank bellows international the vi office of highway safety and the vi housing finance authority it's the return of the taste thursday december 14th at 6 p.m a taste you can never forget
1: Back here and analyze this, and I, I got great discussion going on with the folks from the United States Environmental Protection Agency, right? Region two, region two, right? New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, and uh, the Virgin Islands. That's it. That, that's that's it for region two. That's right. Okay, and Guam and and then they fall in another region, right? Region nine, region nine. That's Guam, American Samoa, CNY. California. California, okay, the western part of the island. Okay, good. We joined today by Zeno Homeboy, Good Hope School, Falcons down there. down in the West. Uh we're also joined by Mr. Terry Wesley, city kid out of Brooklyn, uh, who uh whose heart is in with with the Virgin Islands and of course Miss Shanine uh, Mitchell. Uh she she got a Guyanese flavor. But uh, she out of Jersey as well. So uh Mr. Wesley, you yeah. are you know about our run ins that we had that actually Forced us to create another governmental uh, bureaucracy, the Waste Management Authority, because of what was taking place with our waste, with our wastewater issue. With our, uh, what was it? What was it again? Uh, uh, back in two thousand three, Judge Moore, um, we had a problem with Public Works, uh, and you you're familiar with that, is what you're saying?
4: Well, I'm not familiar with that period, but I would say that during the period of 1990 to 1998, mm-hmm. I was serving as the coordinator for the program for EPA. Um, it was, you know, to answer your question when you said, like, you know, my my sort of feel in terms of when I'm there, what do I get? I would say one of the greatest um, beauties of the Virgin Islands are its people. Um, and, and why I say that, besides, of course, you can see the beautiful hillsides, the, the you know, the beautiful waters, um, what I always... Took back from me is that, and I'll give you a quick example. I was there during um, Hurricane Maryland,
1: Maryland, nineteen ninety five. I was actually, yeah,
4: I was there, and I was there uh, doing inspections, and I was about to leave, but then the hurricane rolled in so quickly that I wasn't able to leave. And this is where the beauty of the Virgin Islanders are. I was staying in a hotel, and this hotel was actually made of glass. The
1: S- walls, St. Croix, St. Thomas.
4: Yeah, this was a bad place to be in, and so they told us to leave. And I didn't like, I'm like, where am I going to go? There was a family that actually took me in for the weekend and had me stay in one of their rooms. I helped, you know, board up, you know, windows and things like that. They fed me and, and, and make sure I was okay to get back on the plane, you know, after a couple of days and come back home. So the beauties and the people there, besides the, the lovely, you know, tropical area, it's, it's, it's really wonderful to be in the presence of folks from the Virgin Islands.
1: Nah, man, we appreciate that. And, uh. I'm sorry that that, that Maryland rolled in and, and, and set you back a couple of days, but uh, now you uh-huh. now, now now you know when when folks watching hurricanes on TV, uh, they don't really know what the deal is unless you experience one. Uh, you, you you can speak to it firsthand. So so you're so you're that-
4: absolutely right. And, and as well as that, I also learned about Cruzan rum. I'm not <laughs> sure how but I learned
1: about it. Same time. Well, you know that's our staple. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're the best. <laughs> we're, we're the best at making that. It is what it is. We're exactly. it. Exactly.
4: Uh, but z- I was wondering: Is it possible? Because I want you know, when we talk about brownfields, I know we have some upcoming workshops. Shanine has a lot of great information on those coming up, as Zeno noted um, in the next couple of weeks. So I was hoping if, if Shanine could come back and maybe share some of that with, with your
1: audience. Zeno, you want me to, you want me to yield to Shanino now? Sure. If, go on. if, if can... possible. Yeah, of course, of course. I, yo, y'all are the stars. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to make get information out so the public knows. You know what we're dealing with. I was speaking with Zeno during the break, and he wanted to highlight the different things that y'all are going to be doing between now and like November. So I got no problem with that. Oh. So, so Miss Mitchell. Uh, go right ahead. The floor is yours.
3: Oh, sure. Thank you so much. Uh, so just wanted to reference that every year since 1996, I believe, the EPA Brownfields Program has been offering grants to communities to do assessment, clean up, redevelop their Brownfield sites. So for FY24, we are now heading down to the USVI to come and do some workshops to give people a better understanding of our brownfields program, but also to talk about the guidelines if they're interested in applying for our funds. So on October 27th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. in St. Thomas at St. Andrew's Church Parish Hall, which I believe is First Avenue Sugar Estate in Charlotte, Amali. Correct. We're going to be down there. We want the community to come out, ask questions about brownfields, um, if they know of any browser sites um, in the area that they'd like to talk about, let us know. And just if they're interested in applying for our funds, how they can go about doing that, we're going to provide tips and tricks on how to successfully apply or hopefully successfully apply for our, our, our grant funding. So we're looking forward to just being a part of the community. And then on October 31st, from, again from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. in St. Croix, we're going to be at the American Legion Bromley-Berkeley Post.
1: Yeah, that's, for, uh, down, in, that's down in Frederick. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, yes. So that would be on Prince Street. Yep. So we're going to be doing the same thing on both islands. Just we want the community to come out. We Our eligible entities include nonprofits, uh, local governments, and we just want to hear your voices and give you a better understanding of our browser's program. That's what I'm
1: talking about. So Friday... October 27th, the St. Andrews Church over in St. Thomas. That's a morning thing? Yes,
3: that's in the morning from
1: 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then on Tuesday, Halloween, October 31st, right? We're going to be in St. Croix at the American Legion, the Brownlee Bamley Post, down in the Frederickstead. Now, that's a morning thing as well, 10 to 2, same time? Yes, ten to twelve. Yeah, ten to twelve. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, ten to twelve p.m. Okay, okay, that's good. So, so Zeno, we got we got some we got a lot of things lined up to, to educate the public, which is what we the focus on here on this NPR station. We're a commercial station, so we're into educating the public. So this falls right in line with what we want to to get the public to know um, that uh, the EPA uh, is sensitive to the needs of the the community and as it relates to brownfields. That's brownfields are two a 2 phase thing. Identifying an area well, actually three phases cleaning up and then looking at potential redevelopment. Absolutely. Okay. You, you, you. That's right. I and Yeah, yeah.
2: I let the brownfields fields forward, you know? <laughs> take the lead oh, on, on discussing okay, brown good. fields. Okay. That, that's
1: good. Gentlemen and lady, uh, are you aware of our local statute with respect to brownfields? Mr. Wesley or or Miss Mitchell, we have a local statute of, um that deals with brownfields. Are you, are you familiar with that?
4: Yeah, my apologies.
1: Yeah, there was, was something going on my phone. Yes, uh, yes, we are. Okay, good. Um, if if possible, you know, can you look at it? Cause we 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 adopted that back in two thousand eight, uh, so it's fifteen years old. Uh, it's Act Seven Zero One Four. If possible, can you look at that and 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 possibly provide some remedies to our legislators uh, to maybe uh, amend it and and bring it even more up to date? You think that's possible? Cause I'm sure some some of them are listening yeah. now and and. And, and we'll encourage them to make themselves available uh, on Saint Thomas on the twenty seventh and on Saint Croix on the thirty first. And maybe you could work mm-hmm. with them and, and give them some advice uh, to make it yeah. to, to strengthen the statute even more.
4: Well, I, I will note, and, and, I'll, and you know, we're, we're talking about these upcoming workshops about these r- variety of grants that are available. Mm-hmm. We also want to your audience to know that we also provide funding to support the Department of Planning and Natural Resources, because they they themselves have a brownfield program that we assist in. Um, and 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 as part of that, as part of the Division of Environmental Protection at DPNR, we work to develop um, a variety of, of components, that is, conducting inventories of sites throughout the territory, well, a, a, the ability for them to develop um, cleanup standards. Um, we know that's something that they're doing right now, um, as well as having the ability to have um, full-blown public participation as part of those efforts, along with the ability to do enforcement related to certain sites. So, this this particular program is called—it's um, um, it's a, it's a, it's a little fancy name it's called the Circular 128A program. But you know, putting that to the side, it's really a program to help states and territories like the Virgin Islands to develop their own individual brownfields program. So as uh, getting back to your question what i would say is that we're working closely with them and we're we're already discussing um opportunities to enhance their program but also any of the existing um laws that may be in place ability to help them um navigate through those 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 particular issues and in terms of updating as we ourselves epa have been in uh, updating our own standards over the years um so w- we work hand in hand you know as partners in this whole um arena of brownfield so just want to let you know that we're working closely with DPNR as we work forward in the brownfields. Yeah, but getting back to that, um, when I mentioned um, Circle 128A, it was the Comprehensive Environmental Response, Compensation and Liability Act, CERCLA, or Circular. People notice as a Superfund program. It started in 1980, and that program, when it started, many people talk about the Superfund projects, these large nasty projects throughout the country. New Jersey is home to many of them, Um, but you know there were also these other um, smaller um, sites like the Brownfields that was sort of going under the radar for many many years. It took the ability of both community organizations and others under the environmental justice movement to really push it forward to say we have these eyesores in our communities, we need assistance, and so that's once again how the Brownfields program was born out was by the movement of communities saying we need to do something with these blighted. You know, sites in our communities, we need assistance. And therefore, the Brownfields program, back as Shane indicated, back in the late, in the mid 90s, the program started. It's been evolving ever since. And we'll note that with the infusion of the infrastructure um, law by, the, by this, this administration, we've gotten $1.5 billion, that's with a B, of money infused over five years to help support these grants and other technical assistance services. So we're ready, we're primed, we're ready to come down to the Virgin Islands. Do these workshops and hopefully get people to apply.
1: Without a doubt, and uh, let me um, um, recommend that uh, you uh, make some time to meet with Senator Milton Potter. He is uh, the the chairman of the Disaster Recovery Infrastructure and Planning Committee. Right. Okay. So, so I know that uh, you work with DPNR, which is the executive branch, but it's also good to work with the legislative branch because you know there might be some suggestions that could be made to them and you know, because we're in the business of strengthening existing statutes anyway. That's that's what the legislature is about. Or enacting legislation that we need. You know what I'm saying? So my suggestion is uh make a note. Go just go to ledgevi.com, L E uh, org. L E G V I dot org. Okay? And and you can get all the information, the contact information, and you can see the the, the Committee of Disaster Recovery Infrastructure and Planning. And uh, this is and this is territory-wide because right now we're actually going through a land on, uh comprehensive land and water use plan window where we're taking uh, public comment, um, uh, and I think this everything is actually coming together. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes timing timing is everything, right? Zeno, you, you, you know how that is, right? Money might right. be the only thing in in a, in a capitalistic society, but timing is everything. Uh, so a lot of things are are, are coming together. So that's uh, just. Uh, uh, something I want to suggest. I got a question from one of my listeners. He said, good morning. Uh, Can you ask about the influence of politics on the mission of the EPA programs like Bronxville? Um, For example, the previous administration was anti-environment. This administration is pro-environment. Zeno, I'm going to ask you this question now. What's it like transitioning from one administration that might have a different perspective and agenda, and then having to actually pivot to one who might have a 180-degree um, you know, perspective. Yeah, I've definitely been through several,
2: as, as Terry and Shanine, several administrations, mm-hmm. and can feel the impact on, on our priorities. Um, you know, there are regulations that ex- still exist that we still need to follow, right, and ensure are adhered to. But there are priorities that change with each administration so Mm -hmm. for example in this administration environmental justice is a priority Mm -hmm. again that's why i think it's really important for the community to come out and take advantage of that and speak when you have an opportunity to speak directly to the white house speak directly to the regional administrators um, so they understand what the community impacts are and what people the community is dealing with day to day Mm -hmm. Um, so i think taking advantage of the priorities for each
1: administration is important Shameen, you, you excited about um, talking with the folks in Saint Thomas and Saint Croix on the 27th and the 31st?
3: Oh, absolutely! Um, nothing better than to get all of that good information so that we can take it back and uh, try and problem solve. That's what we do best in our program: is to make sure that we're giving people the resources and the funding that they need to do what they want, which is to redevelop their 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 communities. So, for instance, um, if you have a local nonprofit that wants to, that has a site and they want to turn it into a playground, that's what we're here for. We go ahead and we assess the site, make sure it's safe for the uh, use that they want. And then we find them funds and resources to get to that eventual goal of a playground, which will benefit not only the health of the children in the neighborhood, but we just cleaned up an eyesore for that community and and so on and so forth. So we get to see the benefits of our program um, in piecemeal but it gets done in a a decent space of time. So in my career at EPA so far, I've seen a lot of different great projects and have a lot of good stories to tell. So looking forward to sharing that with the community as well.
1: Without a doubt. Uh, Mr. Wesley, um, the gas tanks at the gas station, over the years the the EPA changes the the regulations and, and, and some gas tanks so some gas tanks are antiquated uh, the, the, the the EPA uh, in my opinion they do a good job in trying to keep us uh, up to date uh, and in line with uh, what we're dealing with with respect to emissions possible leakage leakage all that um, uh, how, how are we making out with that um, with respect to uh, those who may not have the economic ability to, to come into conformity with what the EPA wants, and they got closed down a gas station. Um, that that that's a lot of work, isn't it?
4: So oh, it absolutely it absolutely is. Um, but what I would like to say that in terms of from the Brownfields perspective, if you have a gas station that's been their idle, abandoned, with those say underground storage tanks, right? Those large tanks that contain the gasoline. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things in which the program can 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 help support is if the if the particular owner of the site is an eligible entity, as Janine indicated, it could be the government has taken it over. It could be someone interested as a nonprofit to help support, you know, redevelopment. Um, we will go in there and, and help them through the grant programs, or a variety of technical assistance to help them actually conduct the site assessments. And what that could mean, if the tanks themselves are leaking on that particular property, um, as part of that effort, they can do sampling which may require the removal of, of those particular tanks. That would actually be something noted as an eligible um, activity under the particular Brownfields um, grant program. Okay. And, and therefore, that could help support you know, getting that nasty, um, you know, say, leaking underground storage tanks out of, out of the area and bringing in clean soil, clean fill, to then once again stabilize the, that particular um, site
1: and property. No, that's, that's what we're talking about. We're talking with uh, Zeno Bean. Terry Wesley and uh, Shanine Mitchell from the U.S. Department, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, Region 2. And they're going to be here. Uh, a lot of things going to be happening towards the latter part of this month. I know. I see in here between the, 20, the 24th and the, the 31st, a lot of activity going on here, a lot of meetings. So when we come back, we we'll go over that again. And then I'm going to just yield to you and you the way you got to do. We'll be back right after this.
3: How do we know words? How do we accumulate words?
0: Writer Edna
3: O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them?
0: She follows a quest many writers can understand.
3: As if these words were the generators of some kind of magic.
0: Authors, artists, sports news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.
5: Did you know that Medicare pays for many preventive and wellness services? With Medicare or a Medicare Advantage plan, services are available to prevent or detect illness at an early stage. Screenings and tests are free if your healthcare provider accepts Medicare. Services include a welcome to Medicare preventive visit, exams, shots, lab tests, and screenings. There are also programs for health monitoring, counseling, and education. For more information, contact the Virgin Islands. State Health Insurance Assistance Program in the St. Thomas St. John District at 340-774-2991, extension 4507, and the St. Croix District at 340-773-6449, extension 3151 or 3152. Beneficiaries can also call 1-800-633-4227 or visit www.medicare.gov.
1: And welcome back uh, to analyze this great discussion going on with the EPA region two folks. Uh, one of them is ours. I'm sorry, um, Miss Mitchell and Mr. Wesley, but Zenobane is a, is a crucial. He's a virgin elder. He's only working with you guys. We're not, we're not giving him up. Okay. We're taking ownership. Okay. We're re, reestablishing ownership with Zenobane, but, um, I don't know. I'm just having some fun with that one. Uh, we're, we're good with that. Uh, good morning again, Miss Mitchell. Good morning, and good morning again, Mr. Wesley. Yes, good
3: morning.
1: Bed Stuy, Flatbush, Bushwick. Which 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 one is it? The familiar stomping ground, Which one? Flatbush. Flatbush. Oh yeah, that's the Caribbean stomping ground. That's, 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 that's Come Labor Day, day. We, we do <laughs> things out there on Eastern Parkway. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> to the Labor Day Parade. You know what time it is. And, of course, Zeno being uh, from Alta St. Croix, good to have you here in the studio. Zeno, we, you know what I'm talking okay. during the break. We got beginning on the, on the 24th, which is the Community Environmental Dialogue. That's done in Frederickston, right? Right. That's at the Rotary, that's Rotary, at the Rotary Club. That's a Rotary Club. And that's an afternoon thing. So when, when I leave work. We head in West Tuesday afternoon five thirty to seven thirty, and they'll probably last a little bit longer because they come. We have had good good dialogues in the past, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. The last again, the last one focused on the refinery. Refinery, yeah. We'll give an update on a few of the other topics Mm -hmm. we've heard. Yeah, doing outreach. Okay,
1: that's good. And and then then
2: allow the community to to speak about what they want to speak about.
1: Okay, good. And then later that week, and this is for St. Thomas and St. John. There's a coral reef discussion that can be taking place, or are you going to be actually doing? physical things over there in St. Thomas, the 26th and the 27th?
2: That's the, the U.S. Coral Reef Task Force. Oh, they just, so they oh have, it's a United
1: States Coral Reef Task Force. Right. Okay, okay. And they
2: have, it's an annual meeting, and they're okay. having that in St. Thomas the 21st to the 28th. Okay. There's a public meeting
1: on the 26th. Okay, okay. So for those who are listening, um, the, the U.S. Coral Reef Task Force, they got a conference that's going to be in St. Thomas uh, for a week, from the 21st to the 28th or something. That's right, right. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, so good. A that's good. So the public 26. meeting again. The public meeting, twenty seven. Yeah, so DGNR is is managing that. Managing, okay. And that's that's the um, let me see, that's the Thursday and the Friday, right? Yes. The 26th and 27th, right? On the same 27th, Miss Mitchell, uh-huh. ten a.m. to to noon at the Saint Andrew's Church in Saint Thomas, right? You're gonna have your meeting, uh, Miss Miss Mitchell. Yes. Okay. Yes, good. Correct. Good. And then the thirty first, back on Saint Croix. You're going to have the St. Croix version of that meeting from 10 a.m. 10 a. to noon, and Frederick said at the American Legion Post, right? That's Tuesday. That is correct. That's Tuesday morning. Uh, I'm just going through all the dates here so the public is aware what we're dealing with. And then.
3: Sure. And Mr. Uh, James, can yeah. I just interrupt you for a quick second for a contact uh, number? Of
1: course. Of so, course.
3: For any additional information about our sessions, you can reach out to Zoli Marluna, and her number is 787. 787- Nine seven seven five eight six five.
1: Nine seven seven five eight six five.
3: Yes, seven eight seven nine seven seven five eight six five. And how
1: you pronounce her first name?
3: It's Zolimar Z O L Y M A R, and her last name is Luna L U N A.
1: Okay, Zolimar Luna. Okay, good. Seven eight seven. That's a and that's a Puerto Rico number, right? Seven eight seven? Nine seven seven five eight six five, and that's a brownfield related, right? That's brownfield yep. related. Right? That's a brownfield. Okay, good, good. And then, um, Zena, you were saying that um, the your agency is working on a date for a, a deeper dive for the brownfield uh, community. I mean, for, the, for a community discussion with EPA as it relates to brownfield in the territory.
2: That's right, and the cleanup programs, the cleanup programs okay. Terry and Shanine have been discussing. That yeah. was a question raised in the last community meeting. Okay. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. The okay. community
2: wanted to understand more about Superfund brownfields, mm-hmm. and yeah, we hear what the, the super... question came up related to the refinery. Finery. Yeah, yeah. We hear Superfund
1: whenever we hear Superfund, right. we think refinery, but it's not limited to the refinery, right? It's um, Well, that conversation we'll go into as far as how
2: that, those programs work. Okay. And, you know, again, I can defer to Terry and Shanine if they want to add a little bit on that particular question. That's, that's, about- feder-
1: that's federally funded, Superfund? Mr. Wesley? I'm sorry, say that again? So, I'm,
4: I'm, I apologies.
1: No, that's okay. S- Superfund uh, commitments are federally funded, and, and you, have, you have training sessions and all that stuff.
4: Our program is it's separate from the Superfund program, um, but in in, in, in in answer to your question, the Superfund program, as it as it began, was really set up for that. That it, it's structured for for individuals that have contributed towards you know um, the um, environmental challenges of, of of issues dealing with certain you know sites. They are paid into a fund, so it's called a Superfund that is paying into it to help support it. But actually, the program itself is supported by. By um, on the federal level to help support the work at, at the existing Superfund sites and looking at others that may also um, um, become one day um, into the Superfund arena.
1: Okay, good. Uh, Zeno, looking back, <clears throat> the, the conversations um, with respect to the refinery, you found those to be meaningful? The community conversation? Community conversation.
2: It, I, definitely. Again, you know when the community speaks up and and makes the issues more aware, uh, it encourages the agencies to take action mm-hmm. right? and um, makes the issues more knowledgeable. So in response to the community outcry, there was the installation of the monitors, right? And then further actions we took to inspect the facility, clean up materials that were potentially dangerous to the community, um, and continue to you know, have these conversations Around the refinery, the cleanup is complete. The cleanup is complete, and the monitoring related to that cleanup is complete. Okay, that's good. Uh, but again, we've done follow-up inspections since that point, mm-hmm. and I will produce a final report regarding the most recent inspections.
1: That took place when?
2: Those took place in the last month or two. Okay,
1: okay. Um, you said um, so after the cleanup activity, which uh, ended in that time frame, and and the report for those inspections could come out any day now.
2: That yeah, we were discussing a different issue yeah. on the break of,
1: as far as the report coming out any day. That's the red brown water. The, issue. the so red brown water. That's yeah, another yeah, yeah. right. You know another. something. Quick, quickly speak about that because that, that's a that's an issue. Wapa was on and they were they, they admitted that our infrastructure was so old, corrosion, all that stuff was create. That's what creating all this red and brown brown water. Um, what what has the EPA as relates to due diligence um, found out? as it relates to our infrastructure issues creating this red and brown water thing?
2: So I think a, a main reason for the red and brown water is the infrastructure, uh, and primarily, primarily uh, or likely due to the iron, uh, but would no further what the issues are and, and the water quality issues are through further inspection. Mm-hmm. So that may not be the only issue. It may not just be iron in the water due to the corrosion. Um, there could be other issues. We know that the system, like you said, is very old. Um, as such, it was approved for FEMA funding for prudent replacement. Oh, so it was approved? It was approved. Okay. And that's billions of dollars, right, in funding mm-hmm. to replace the waste. Sorry, the, the drinking water system, as well as the wastewater system. Yeah. But the drinking water system. Uh, but that will take, as you know, the number of projects that yeah, are yeah, yeah. So with competing in the, car, in the territory. Dec- decades. It's decades to complete that. Wow. So, the, people the, the community can't wait, can't, community can't wait no. and deal with red or brown water or uh, this type of quality of water in the meantime. So I think we need to look for solutions in mm-hmm. that interim. And that's what we're researching. So we did, we conducted a sampling effort a couple of weeks ago, 65 locations across the WAPA water distribution system.
1: Territory-wide? St.
2: Croix. St. Croix. St. Croix. St. Croix. That's where the real issue is right uh-huh. now. There's a difference in St. Thomas. They didn't have... Uh, they have some red brown water issues, but it's mm-hmm. not as bad. They don't have Synchro has almost 40% leaks, wow, in the distribution system. St. Thomas has about half of that, and the St. Thomas system is a lot smaller, mm-hmm. and manageable. They've replaced a lot more pipe and install...
1: Flushers. No, no. Be careful, you know, Because you're not know, the Saint Croix Saint Thomas thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, you uh, know, uh, speaking uh, to the Saint Croix Saint Thomas the, the, thing, that politics is real. You know yeah, what I mean? I, to I, 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 as a pro Saint Croix, but now I, I'm transitioning to pro Virgin Islands. I don't want to make sure that I don't add fuel to that. You know what I mean? When people hear that, now they sense. See what we're talking about? But we don't want to get to that. What I'll say, you know, related to that is
2: recognizing that
1: 84 square miles on Saint Croix versus.
2: Thirty-two. As far as uh, WAPA, they put in the application first for St. Croix and mm-hmm. same for wastewater because the issues are worse here mm-hmm. and they're putting in second behind that. They'll, they'll follow with the applications for St. Thomas. Okay. Um, so they are just
1: recognizing where it is. You know, How about St. John? We don't want to take St. John for granted, even though Park Service take up the majority of the footprint over there. What about Saint John? anything EPA recognized? Notice it'll about follow, Saint John.
2: Right, it'll follow after Saint. Okay, good. John, so Saint John is
1: not going to be left out. You going to no. make sure Saint John get yeah, the right. attention they dissolve. Okay, okay, that's good. Now, you know anything about the sargasm? Are, are you are you paying attention to that? Because yeah, we're
2: paying attention to that, and yeah. that um, they are including that in the prudent replacement funding for prudent
1: replacement funding.
2: So prudent replacement okay. is bringing the system back to
1: standard. Yeah, okay, let me let me write right? this down. Here. I, I like the, I like that kind of obvious thing. Prudent replacement funding. Okay. So okay. it's bringing it
2: back to the standards. Mm-hmm. And as part of that, directly including the sargasm issue. That's the plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One of the solutions is taking the intake further out. Yes. Because the sargasm issues along the coast, yes, right? So yes, intake, extending yes. that and including that in the prudent replacement we're about. improvements. I like that. I like that. So but there's also some short-term solutions. Or as related to sarga- term, As related, related to sargasm. With, yeah. Right. Installing a filter and a trash pump on the collection, on the intake? Yes. So those are some other um, solutions that they plan to implement and yeah. are seeking funding
1: through FEMA. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I want to bring Ms. Um, Ms., Ms. Mitchell and uh, Mr. Wesley back into the conversation here. Bronxville, um, you see, you see um, high potential uh, for the Virgin Islands, Ms. Mitchell, with respect to Brownsville, looking at some areas that may be contaminated that we could redevelop and repurpose?
3: Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of the Mitchell Motel. I believe it's in St. St. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. yeah, that is what we would consider a standard brownsville site, and we are currently working with DPNR to see how we can go about. Uh, redeveloping that site and turning it into something really useful for the community and just getting rid of some of the potential uh, environmental and health concerns that are coming from that site. So, yeah, absolutely, there's a lot of potential. There's also the um, Old Brugal Rum Factory, I believe, is in St. Croix. Yeah, down in the west. Yeah, west. Man. Yeah, 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 Yes, that's another site that we're looking at. Uh, it's a large site, has a lot of potential, um, and we're just looking at ways that... and probably utilizing our free technical assistance that we can provide to communities to do some of that work. So maybe doing some site design, some planning on what that site could potentially look like in the future. That's something that we can do through our program.
1: uh, Mr. Wesley, you want to piggyback on what uh, Ms. Mitchell just mentioned with respect to uh, potential, uh, positive potentials for the Virgin Islands re-Brownfield development?
4: Absolutely, and and as, as Shane indicated, besides you know, the variety of grants and the technical assistance that we have uh, that can sort of help support communities, you know one of the things that we also um, can help look at. You talk about energy resiliency and the discussion about about solar energy. Mm-hmm. One of the things in which our program is really engaged with is the really promoting the, the renewable energy markets as well. That is and um, looking at the ability to have um, EV stations. Um, that could be, like I mentioned about the, a, um, a former gas station site, that, that in and of itself could be an opportunity to, to bring that in, into the fold as one of an, um, the EV stations that could be brought on the island, as well as solar fields. A lot of the things that we do as part of Brownfield's program is that once, say, an old landfill has closed, we have the ability, um, once it's stabilized, to look at opportunities to even put solar farms in, in, um, on top of them. And and the Brownfields program helps support that as well through our Repowering America initiative with the Department of Energy. So there are a variety of ways that we can help support through the Brownfields program, through these grants, through these technical assistance contracts, but also working in tandem with our federal partners like EPA, USDA Rural Development, and Rural Utilities, um, HUD as well, because we all play in the arena of redevelopment. So it's just a question of how we bring people together to make the magic happen.
1: Without a doubt, Zeno. The old hospital, I just got a text message here from one of the senators, The old hospital up here on the bypass. Yeah. That that's a, that, that could be Child at Bronx Field. No, Charles, I was right here. Oh, it all went so up on the bypass. on the bypass, right. yeah. That, 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 that looks that's ideal for Bronx Field as right. well. Yeah, we've discussed that one. We've discussed that one? And actually, okay. that
2: one in the last. Brown Seals Workshop with Shanine and Terry. That one was discussed in detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and of interest. Yes,
3: I went to go visit that, uh, that property, took some pictures. So, yeah, it's in my it's in my to-do list. <laughs>
1: and, and that's a historic site, to know because a lot of great Virgin Islands born in that hospital. It used to be a hospital back in the day, you know what I'm saying? So so uh, we can look at it from that perspective. I want to thank uh, EPA, the U.S. EPA, for joining us. Great, great discussion. One more thing you want to say, Ben? Uh, but,
2: yeah, before we end, yeah. I also want to remind... The community of the hotline.
1: Oh, yeah, go ahead. Right, the hotline ahead. phone number mm-hmm. uh, to
2: report any issues, not just issues, it was set up initially with the refinery, yeah. right? But it's any issues that impact environment and public health. The hotline phone number, 866 866- mm-hmm. 462 462- 462- 4789 4789. And the email address, stcroy, yeah. Croy, without the dot, yeah. and, and not spelled out, stcroy at epa.gov. Uh, at epa.gov. Okay, right. you got it. And, um, and by the way... And then my information as well, my, yeah. my email,
1: bain.zeno at epa.gov. bain.zeno at epa.gov. Right. You got it. And Zeno, you're going, to be, you're going to join the Table Talk Monday the 23rd. Right? I'll join on the 23rd. We're going to get you in. So, so Rani, Docs and and and, and Raki, Zeno Bain will be coming out for a segment or two to help us get some more perspective of what we're dealing with. I want to thank you, uh, Ms. Mitchell. Uh, I want to thank you, Mr. Wesley, and I want to thank you Zana Bain, for joining us. Great discussion this morning, and uh, this is the type of thing that we like to do here and analyze this. appreciate that. Thank and you. Much success going forward, and the community dialogue, right? That's what it's all about, right, getting the community involved. Right, October 24th. October 24th, 5.30. 530. Radio Club West. Radio Club West, down in the West. And also, don't forget uh, St. Thomas at St. Andrew's Church on the morning of uh, October 27th, and then American Legion, Halloween morning, October 31st, 10 p.m. to noon. Thank you very much to all of you. Uh, Everybody be good, be safe. Thanks to the audience for the great questions as well. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
5: I'm Ayesha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones too. Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News.
0: Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. News happens all week, all around the world.
5: If you want to understand what this French election is all about...
0: Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday.
5: Whatever the
2: outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle.
0: News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.